welcome to episode number two of A Conversation with Jenna. If this is your first time here, hey, I'm Jenna, and I'm so glad that you're joining me here today. In today's episode, we're going to be celebrating my birthday. I turned the big 3-4 a few weeks ago, so let's talk about it. A little disclaimer, what I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please, do your own research and think for yourself. My hope, as always, is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the goodness. Let's jam. believe that I'm 34 years old. Like, where has the time gone? First of all, I feel like I blinked and I'm here in this moment. I just, I just can't even believe it. It feels like I just turned 30. I, 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 I don't even know. Like, where did the last four years go? But it happened a few weeks ago. My birthday is towards the end of October and I did it and I turned 34. So let's talk about it. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So I actually woke up that morning in a little bit of a panic because I realized, holy cow, I'm 34. I'm single. I don't have children. And then all of a sudden my mind started going, am I ever going to have children? Are my eggs dead? Is, will I ever find a husband? I'm 34 now. Like, had I missed my chance? um, will his sperm be good enough? Like, are we, it is, are all of the dreams that I've wanted when it comes to having a husband and children, like, are they just gone now because now I'm 34? Like, those are the thoughts that I had on the morning of my birthday. So welcome to my life. But I woke up and I was actually in a healthy enough place to be able to like combat those thoughts and be like, no, that's just a lie. Because I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. Like, I'm going to be searching for a husband next year. And um, so I hope that I'm successful and that I find him. And I hope that we are able to have children. But I don't know if my time is up. I don't know if I'm too late. I don't know if my eggs are going to be shriveled up and dead. I don't know. I won't know until it comes to the time. And so I was able to combat those feelings. Thank God. And I was able to be like, no, that's just not true. Like you haven't even started searching for a husband yet. That's that's on my list. And my main thing that I'm going to be focusing on in the year of 2023. And so right now, just like stop, put that aside and just have a great day. So I got up, I prayed. And then one thing that like really, I was really thankful thankful for that day is that I had to go um, into the office that day. So I work fully remote, permanently remote. We just got word actually like that week that um, we're now going to be permanently remote. And but I had to go in to the office that week for some training and I had to go in on my birthday and I'm really thankful that I did because I feel like if I ended up working from home that day and ended up being alone my thoughts would have continued to spiral and it would have just been a very very awful day but it didn't turn out like that I'm so grateful that I had to go to the site I'm so grateful that I was able to be in a room with like 40 other people and they gave me a little birthday shout out at the end of training that day And I was just like, what? It was just so cute. It's so random. And I totally wasn't expecting it. And uh, my birthday 
was a Thursday and the training was Monday through Thursday. So Thursday was the last day. And towards the end of the training, they were like, so we have a few shout outs. Um, it's someone's birthday in the room, Jenna. And I was like, what? You guys are honoring my birthday. I just thought that that was so cool and so nice of them and totally unexpected. And it just like made my day. It just like it felt good that day. Um, yeah, so that's the panic that I woke up with that morning. And I actually had like a really busy week that week. So I'm also a dance teacher. Um, I teach at a really amazing studio and I teach technique. And so I have students um, between the ages of like seven and 16. And I absolutely love it so much. And since my birthday is around Halloween, we were, um, getting ready for our Halloween show. So after work that day, I went to the studio and, um, we were practicing our adult dance. And so every year we do thriller, like a little mashup to thriller. And this was the first year that I actually was in the dance and learned the dance. And we learned the dance in like two or three practices. And so it was, I mean, I messed up a few times uh, during the performance, let's, let's be honest, but I had so much fun and I'll be more prepared next year. It's just, it was such a busy week with like work and then the videos, like the, the video of us dancing, like it didn't go up. Like it didn't hit my email until like the day before. And then I was busy that day. Cause that Friday I went and spent it with my brother and my nephews. And so it was just busy. But so that day, I mean, overall I had a really good day and I'm happy again that I had to go on site and that, that I had dance because it really helped with the combating of the negative thoughts. So then the next day was Friday and like I said, I got to spend it with my brother and my nephews and it was just such an awesome day, awesome day. And like my youngest nephew is one and he is at the stage where he's like sharing and so he was drinking milk and we were just playing outside and I was like, oh, can I have some? Just like, you know, pretend like I wasn't actually going to drink it and so I just went like put it up to, you know, like the bottle that he was drinking it out of. And I was like, oh, can I have some? Yum, 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 yum. And he, he just got, he loved it. Like his face lit up and he was laughing and giggling and smiling. And he, yeah, so like he would drink some of the milk and then he would like put it up to my face and like offer it to me as if I would want some. So I pretended to drink it and he just laughed and giggled. and It was awesome. And then when we were having dinner that night, he would be like, feeding himself with his fork and then he would like put some food on the fork and then he would put it like right in my face like here do you want some and I just thought oh my gosh it's just so cute like oh, I just love my nephew so much and I love just being able to go over there and play with them on the floor and like just to sit next to them my oldest nephew like he doesn't really love me playing with him but he does like allow me just to sit next to him as he's playing and I just like cherish those moments and I just like try to get as close as I can without like interfering or getting in his space you know but uh, I love them so much and um, if my brother and sister-in-law are ever listening to this video, I love you guys too. And I'm just thankful that we have a healthy and good relationship and that I'm able to be part of your family. Like I literally cherish your, your boys. I like, I love them so much and I love you guys so much. And it was just an awesome day and it was kind of an unexpected day. This was not something that 
was planned. Like we actually had plans that I was going to go over on Halloween and spend Halloween with them. But then that canceled. And then like my brother was like, hey, I'm going to be alone with the boys for a few days because his wife, my sister-in-law had to go out of town. And he was like, do you want to come over? And I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, because my uh, work schedule, I have every other Friday off. And it just so happened that that Friday, the day after my birthday, I had off. And so I was like, yeah, I'll come over on Friday. Like and he had the day off. It just was awesome. And then Saturday was a Halloween show and it was awesome. Also on Saturday, my friend celebrated me and we had a amazing um, lunch at a pho restaurant and it was so good and I had the bun and it was so good if you guys have never had bun or pho it is so good get the pho get the brisket and the bun I really like the shrimp it's really good I love Asian food Asian food is my number one favorite genre of food and then within Asian food Thai is my first favorite and Indian is my second favorite and then Chinese is my third favorite oh my gosh but and bun are Vietnamese I love like I just love it all so we did that and then my (laughs) one of my favorite desserts is the um, red velvet cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory and so my mom got me not the largest size cheesecake but like the smallest size of a full red velvet cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory and I ate a lot of it and then I put the rest of it in the freezer and no one else has eaten it just me and I'm obsessed so That was so fun, but the really big celebration that we did for my birthday is I went to Nobu. Do you guys know what Nobu is? It was created, it was a restaurant um, created by Chef Nobu and this famous guy. I think it was the guy, I'm going to need to fact check this, but I think it's a guy from Meet the Parents, the dad. Like, the dad. I'm going to take a pause, I'm going to fact check this, I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. So the restaurant, the internet is saying that Nobu, the founders are Chef Nobu, Robert De Niro, and then another guy that I can't pronounce his name. Anyways, if you guys don't know what Nobu is, it's a Japanese restaurant. And I have to say, like, the Kardashians are the ones that really made this famous, at least for me, um, because when the Keeping Up With The Kardashians was on, like, kind of back in the day, they would talk about going to Nobu all the time. And I was like, oh, well, if they go there, I really want to go there because at the time I like love the Kardashians not so much anymore. Chloe is still my favorite because I love her sense of fashion. She's kind of like me, like one day we can be like really preppy. The next day we can be totally sporty. The uh, next day we can be like country. The next day we could be super classy. Like that's me. I just like all the fashions, So I just want to wear all of them. But anyways, I'm not like a huge Kardashian fan anymore. But at the time I was, and at the time they talked about how they would go to Nobu. So then from there, I was like set. My heart was set on going to Nobu. And I, a couple years ago, when I was traveling to New York City quite often, I had made reservations for myself and a couple of my coworkers and we were going to go to Nobu. But the night before, one of my coworkers had food poisoning from sushi and Nobu is a Japanese restaurant. And so she was like, I just can't stomach it. So I was like, "Okay." so like we canceled our reservation, went somewhere else. Then a few years after that, we were in Hawaii and we were in Waikiki and there's a Nobu in Waikiki. And I was with my mom and I was like, okay, this is going to be my time to go to Nobu. Like set in stone, we made the reservations. And then the time came and I was like, I just don't really feel like going. So we canceled. But I was like, this year we have a Nobu in the city that I live in. 
Like, I cannot believe it has taken me this long to go there. I said, no, this year for my birthday, my dreams are coming true. I'm releasing my podcast, you know, a couple weeks after my birthday, and we're going to go to Nobu. Like, this is happening. And so a few weeks after my birthday, uh, we actually just went to Nobu this week. I'm recording this on a Friday, and we went on Wednesday. And, man, it had been a rough work week. And so I thought about it, like, on Monday, Tuesday. I was like, oh, should we? Should I cancel? And I was like, no, you're not canceling. This is something that you've been wanting to do for such a long time. Like, go to freaking Nobu. So I didn't cancel. We went. And I'm telling you guys, you have to go there. So they're so famous. Like one of their most famous dishes is the blackened miso cod. Oh my gosh. It's the best food I have ever tasted in my entire life. You have to go there right now. Go there and you have to get that food, that that dish. The blackened miso cod It is one of their dishes that they are famous for. I am so glad that I went and I'm so glad that I tried it. It was so good. Buttery. It's like glazed, you know, and so some of the glaze becomes caramelized. And so it's like sweet and delicious. One thing, though, is like it doesn't come with any side dishes. So make sure you order side dishes if you if you want that. And I also had caviar for the first time. And that's something that I knew that I wanted to get there because I wanted to try it because, you know, you watch all of the Real Housewives you know, they eat caviar all the time, especially the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I do love me some Real Housewives. Like sometimes I just like want something mindless to watch. And so I'm going to watch the Real Housewives. But my two favorite, and if you guys are interested, is Beverly Hills and Orange County. Like I love them. I love them. And you know what I think is so funny? Just here's like a little rant about the Real Housewives in case you guys care. But um, It's interesting how like those are the OGs, the Beverly Hills and the Orange County and and the things like I don't know if their expectations are just higher or they're they just have more money in general and maybe the budget for those two particular um, cities in the franchise like their budget could just be so much greater because they go on like luxurious vacations like they don't do anything that's like cheap right and then I was watching the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and they came to um, Scottsdale. And so I'm from Arizona. And so they came to Scottsdale. And the house that they put them in, I just felt like it was garbage. Like they put them in like this really huge house in Scottsdale. But it like uh, wasn't remodeled. It was super old. Like probably from like when it was originally built. It probably had never had a remodel. And I have noticed that like a lot of the homes I've been to in Scottsdale or when I look on Zillow and I like love to like just house shop and like look around, you know, like all of us do. I just know like these beautiful homes, these beautiful mansions in Scottsdale that are like millions of dollars and the outside just looks so gorgeous. You walk in the inside and you're like, Ugh. it's like, you know, the wood, like, you know, back in the day, I just noticed this and a lot of like really expensive homes, like everything is wood. Like the whole kitchen is wood, like the fridge is wood, the walls are wood. It's just like that really dark wood. I mean, you guys have to know what I'm talking about. But anyways, I just feel like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or Orange County would never stay in this house. It would it just wouldn't be acceptable to them. Like you would never see this house on the show. And so I just thought it was interesting that they put the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City in that home in Scottsdale. And it was it was 
I didn't even find it to be beautiful. It was just really outdated. And I was like, you couldn't have found, like, you couldn't have gone to Arcadia, like one of the most beautiful, dreamiest neighborhoods that you've ever seen. And you couldn't have put them in, like, a mansion that's been remodeled and that's, like, really nice. I don't know. I just felt that was just so strange and so odd. And I was like, way to go to make Scottsdale look like trash. Anyways, that's my little side note. Um, so yes, back to the caviar. So I had caviar. It was like a, like a tuna tartare. It was like a Toro tuna tartare. And the caviar was just salty. I really didn't feel like it had like any flavor or anything, but it's something that was on my bucket list that I really wanted to try. The tuna was delicious. So the whole, the, it came with like, I don't know if it was like a ginger sauce at the bottom, which I did not like that. So I like took it out of its dish and I put it on a plate. So it was just like the caviar and the raw tuna that I was eating. And that was delicious. And then they give you like a little caviar spoon. Have you guys seen those spoons? They're like little miniature spoons. So cute. And then afterwards um I ate it and it came with a um like a goji berry I think as like a palate cleanser so that was awesome but it was good I don't know if I would ever eat caviar again although on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills they they ate this dish that Kathy Hilton says is like really famous in Paris where it's like caviar on a baked potato so you get a baked potato and then I think it's sour cream that you put on it and then you just like load it up with caviar and you eat it and that to me sounds delicious because I love baked potato I love like a sour cream butter baked potato so I might try that uh I hope to get to Paris one day but anyways so it was just an awesome experience I'm so happy that I went I'm so happy that it didn't put it off I'm so happy that I got to like chuck check that off my list, make my dreams come true. And I hope to go back. Like I don't want it to just be a one-time thing. It is really expensive, but it's so good. And one thing I wanted to mention is when I was there, there were um, parents who brought their toddlers who were like in high chairs, like literally they were feeding them baby food at Nobu, like while they were eating their Nobu food. And I was just like, I want to be that bougie parent. Like, I want to be the parent who brings my toddler to these really fancy restaurants because we can. Because, like, my husband and I really like fancy food. And maybe we like to be bougie. And we like to enjoy the finer things in life. And so we just bring our kids with us. Like, of course. Like, that's just the type of parent that I want to be. And, like, I have dreams of traveling the world and, like, touching every continent. And, like, I just want to bring the kids with us. I mean, we'll do it as, like, a family thing. Or if I never have a family, never have a husband, then... I'm just going to do it on my own and I'm going to keep eating Nobu by myself. But I just thought that was so cute. And I thought that was so Scottsdale and Nobu is like connected to Fashion Square, Scottsdale Fashion Square. And I just thought it was so Scottsdale that like, of course, the bougie parents like brought their children in who are toddlers to Nobu. Like it was just so cute. And I'm so happy that I got to experience that. So if you guys are curious what I did learn from my birthday this year, I feel like people always recap, oh, what I learned from my 33 years before I turned 34 or whatever. Well, here's something that I learned on my birthday this year is that if your friends don't text you happy birthday, that doesn't mean that they're not your friend. I used to get so offended when my friends wouldn't remember that it was my birthday and when they wouldn't text me, like it would crush me that were like, I would end friendships with people probably. I don't know if I actually did that, but I probably thought about it because I was like, how rude that they couldn't remember my birthday. 
but it's like, that is just so ridiculous. Like I've, I've really like something I've really had to learn these last few months is that I am not anybody's priority. And that has been something that has been very hard for me to learn because all I desire is to be someone's priority. And that's something I'm definitely looking for in a husband is that I will be his priority. Like I will be first. I will not be put on the back burner. Like I ain't going to handle that. If that's how it's going to be, I don't want it. Like, no, no. And so I am not my friend's priority. Like all of my friends are married or in committed relationship and have children. Like, I'm not their priority. They have husbands or they have husbands and children or they have boyfriends and children or whatever it may be. Like it is not expected. They, it shouldn't have to be like required to remember your friend's birthday. And I always had this thing with my birthday, although I didn't experience it this year. We're like leading up to my birthday. I was like, no one's going to remember. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have no texts. No one is going to say anything. Like, do we, people even love me? Like, I, I've always just had this complex, like, leading up to my birthday that everyone's going to forget and that no one, and that no one likes me and that no one is my friend. And that's never true. Like, I usually am so shocked and overwhelmed by the amount of love that I get on my birthday. And anyways, so I got a lot of love on my birthday this year. Like, shout out to everybody who celebrated. It made me feel really special. But there's also friends that I have who forgot and didn't text me. And that's okay. And I think that we need to stop getting offended when people forget about our birthdays. Because I know that I'm not the only one. I know that there are other people like that. And... Yeah, like that I think is like the biggest lesson that I learned is that I need to give grace because there are times where I have forgotten someone's birthday. Like I have this particular friend who is my really good friend and I usually put people's birthdays in my phone so I can always remember. And like this one time I went to dinner with my friend and I think we went like the week after her birthday and she was like, yeah, remember when you texted me and I I told you that my sister was in town? Yeah, that's because she was there for my birthday. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? I'm so sorry. Like I always feel terrible because I want to be the friend who remembers that it's your birthday. But you know, you just have to give grace, honestly. And and you have to give mercy because not everybody is going to remember and you're not their priority. If that's one thing, I don't know if you if you want to take my opinion, remember, you're not everybody's priority. You might not be anybody's priority. Like, honestly, I am no one's priority except for myself. And so I need to make myself a priority because no one is making me their priority. And that's okay because I'm not like we're you're not my husband. Like I have the expectation that he will make me my priority. But as a friend, no, like And anyways, that's something that I learned. I hope that that maybe that encourages you or that helps you. But just give grace where grace is needed. Give mercy where mercy is needed. And that is one of the biggest things that I learned on my 34th birthday. Something else that I want to talk about is I really feel like the last four years from the time that I turned 30 to now 34, I feel like I just let them slip through my fingers. And during this time, I wasn't really active in my life. I was, I was more sitting, kind of like waiting, kind of, um, I wasn't taking a lot of action. I was really, you know, if you guys listen to my first episode, you'll know that for a year and a half, 20, uh, you know, November 2020 to like May of 2022, I was in isolation. 
I wasn't moving. I, I wasn't hanging out with people. I wasn't, I was just going to work and coming home. Like I was just kind of waiting and I'm not waiting any longer, but I just now have made a note that I'm not going to let the next four years slip through my fingers. Like it's time that I take control back of my life. It's time that I take action back in my life. It's time that I make decisions for myself without allowing anybody to decide for me. And um, yeah, and so like that's another thing that I guess that I've learned turning 34 is I can't just wait around anymore and like you know, I'm going to like go on the journey of finding a husband. I hope that I find him. And next year I'm going to be actively searching because I think for the last four years that I have been single, I've kind of just been waiting, but not only waiting, but I've also just been allowing it to happen in the wild if it was going to happen in the wild. And I've been walking around the last four years of this earth single and nothing has ever happened. And so I'm like, okay, like I'm done with this. Like I'm 34 now, like it's time for me to go out and to find him. And a part of me is like, dang, I wish I would have done that at 30 and like just had more time or not be so stressed about, you know, my eggs and like my clock is ticking and all this kind of stuff. But the last four years, I have done so much growth being single. I have done, I I have learned so much about myself. Like I have become a whole new woman. I also know I wouldn't be the woman I am today without these last four years. So it's like, you know, they have their pros and their cons, but I guess that's just something else that I learned on my 34th birthday is that I'm not going to let the next four years slip through my fingers. I'm going to make my dreams come true, starting with A, this podcast, B, Nobu, and C, like trying to find a husband. So it should be interesting next year what it's like going on dates, what it's like having to go online to find a husband. Like, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious to see how it all plays out. And, you know, you guys will be along on the ride with me. So it should be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Another thing that I said, so I went to Nobu with my mom. And as I was there, I was like, yeah, I'm like really looking forward to like going on dates again and like going to all these restaurants and having all these new experiences. Because it's like, I love my mom so much and her and I have done some traveling together and you know, we went to Nobu, but it's just like, it's just not the same when you can go with like your lover or with your husband or your wife or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, like your partner. It's just not the same, like getting to be able to experience things that like they're just as excited as you are. Cause like, yeah, my mom was excited to go to Nobu, but she knows that that's really just a dream that I've had. But just to like be able to experience things together with someone and stuff. Yeah. So anyways, it should be a fun time next year. But I guess that's just what I wanted to say about another thing that I learned. Okay, let's talk about expectations with getting presents. Come on, guys. We all know that we have them. And it's just so funny how when someone does something every year, you just expect that they're going to do it again this year. And then when they don't do it, you're just so disappointed that that happened to me. Like there is someone who's in my life who consistently asks me, what do you want for your birthday? And then they get it for me. And then I open it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best gift ever because this is exactly what I asked for. This year they didn't do that. This year, they just surprised me. Actually, I think I had two people do that to me. Maybe just one, maybe two. Anyways, there's just usually these these people in your life, right, who will ask you for, ask you, what do you want? You tell them they get it. And it's the happiest that you'll ever be. Like, that's me. Like, don't get me presents that are like dumb 
or like, (laughs) I feel like I'm Rachel from Friends. Like, I'm really thankful that you got me something, but if I don't like it or if I don't want it, like, I'm going to take it back. Like, I am the person who asks me what it is that I want and then get it. Or if you are intentional and you pay attention when I might mention things and then you surprise me like throughout the year with gifts because you know that I would like it or because I made comment or I pointed it out or I said something about it like that's beautiful too. But like for me gift giving is my lowest love language. I don't. So since it's my lowest love language. I think that's why I prefer for you to get me a gift that I want. Not a gift that you want me to have, but a gift that I want to have. And I know I'm not the only one like this. I was just talking with my friend about this the other day. Like when you get me gifts that are not intentional, they suck. Like I don't like them. That is not what I want. Please ask me what I want and then get it for me. Like don't, don't surprise me. Unless it's something you know that I'm going to already want or like, or like I said, I made comment to it before, but yeah, it's just so funny how I guess that's just like kind of another thing that I learned is like, don't have expectations when it comes to gift giving. Um, because this year my expectations were totally not met and it was totally fine. Like I'm still so grateful for the things that I got, but it's just, oh my gosh, I was just so looking forward for them to ask me what it is that I wanted. And to be honest, like I really wanted a Sephora gift card because there was some new makeup that I wanted to get and they didn't ask me. And so I didn't get that. I got something else, but I'm really thankful for that thing. But so I just went to Sephora and I I still like bought the makeup and I still love the makeup, but gosh, it's just so funny when we have these expectations and they don't get met. And for a moment, you're just so sad. But then I had to literally talk myself out of having a confrontation a conversation with this person because I was going to go up to them and be like why did you give me this like you didn't even ask what I wanted like it's just so disrespectful because that is how I feel like when you just get me something that's stupid I just don't like it and I'm being very honest and very real this is my real personality like don't give me things that are dumb I I don't like dumb things like I just I have I don't suffer fools gladly So A, like I can't handle stupidity. If you're going to be stupid, go be stupid somewhere else. But I also can't handle like stupid gifts that are not intentional or that are like, what the heck? Like, what? Do you even know me? You know, it's like a way that you show me your love is that you know me by asking me what it is that I want. So I had to literally talk myself out of having a conversation with one of these people because I was like, no, Jenna, that's going to hurt their feelings. And you love this person. And it's just a gift. Like, stop getting so butthurt about it. Like, stop. It's okay. Like, it brought joy to this person for me to open this gift. And in my heart, I was like, this is the dumbest thing. Why did you give me this? This was such a waste of money. And I wanted to have this conversation. I was actually really upset. But I'm really glad that I convinced myself not to because it's no big deal. Like, it's okay, friend. So that's something else I learned all these things I learned I didn't realize until I started talking with you guys I'm definitely a verbal processor obviously I'm sure you guys can tell that but another thing that I learned on my 34th birthday stay tuned because my R&Rs are coming up next okay let's get into it So my rant for the week has to do with like 
I don't even know how I'm even going to say this, but there are people like there are some real housewives and there's like another family that was on television that they like were pretend rich. I guess what I mean by that is they like had to steal or do illegal things to get their money. And that just really frustrates me because it's like, duh, it for someone to be that rich, it's just like really hard and almost like impossible unless unless you're like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or like invented something or like a celebrity. But for you to just be like an average person and you're just like all of a sudden you just show up with all this wealth. It's like, yeah, that's suspicious. Like, what did you do to get that? And it just like I don't know why it frustrates me so much to just find out that there's like these people who uh like the Real Housewives or like this other family on television that I'm thinking of, like it, it comes out that it was like tax evasion, you know, comes out that they were like stealing money from people or they like weren't paying their taxes or whatever it may be. It's like, why you got to be shady like that? Like, why you got to be like that? I don't know. It just really bugs me. Does it bug anybody else? Yeah. Let me know your thoughts and your opinions on that, because I mean, it's pretty like self-explanatory and straight to the point. I think it's just super irritating and you're lying and you're stealing and you're not being truthful. And it's like, duh, like the normal person just doesn't become that wealthy. Like you have to like invent something, be famous or something to just have that kind of money. It it just doesn't, it, it's just not for the everyday average person. And so like, stop trying to be pretend, just stop. Like it's annoying and frustrating and it really bothers me. Okay, and what I want to rave to you about, and if you have children or if you're like me and you like love reading, you probably already know this, but go to your public library, get yourself a library card, and you can read all of the books that you want for free. Like, I just recently, like this summer, got a library card and like started to check out books from the library, and it's so fun. Like, it's so fun that you can either like put a book on hold, and so it's really quick and easy, you just like go to the hold section excuse me, you like go to your hold section and you just like get your book, do the electronic checkout and you're like in and out, boom, bang, like in five minutes. Or it's like, can be like a scavenger hunt. You can like look it up, right? And you can like find the section that it's in and then you can go search for it. But it's really awesome. Go to your library. It's awesome. But another thing I want to say, did you know, did you know that if your library does not have the book that you want and it's like not at like another like you know, library, like I live, you know, there's like multiple libraries in my county that they could like transfer the books to the location that's closest to my house. So if your library does not have the book that you want to read, did you know that they could, that you can request it and that they will possibly buy it for you? And guess what? It happened. Like there is a book that I really wanted to read. The library did not have it. So I put in the request and they actually bought it. The only bad thing is, is like I asked them in my request to let me know if they were going to buy it or not. And like let me know when it came in and they never did. I just like happened to need a new book to read. And so while I was there, I just Googled the title, which I'm going to be talking about in another episode because I want to rave about the book because it is so good and you guys will love it. But I looked at the title and I was like, wait, they have this book now? They actually like took my request and they purchased the book and it took a while because I ordered it like in the summertime and we're now in November but still I thought it was so awesome like 
oh, it's just so cool. Guys, go to your local library and check it out. You won't be disappointed. Well, that is all I have for you on this episode of A Conversation with Jenna. But the conversation doesn't have to stop here. If you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions, email me at conversationwithjenna at gmail.com. I can't promise that I will respond to every email, but I would love to hear from you. Also, please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk with you next time. Bye.